on April 4, 2006, National Polygamy Advocate Mark Henkel was on Hogue in the Morning with host Eric Hogue for AM 1380 KTKZ, the Salem Radio Network. Hi, you've reached... Good afternoon, Salem Radio. This is Martha. How may I help you? Uh, yes, Martha. I'm looking for extension of... Okay, hold on, please. Mm -hmm. Hi, you have reached Matt Bijou with KTKZ Radio. Uh, I'm not here, but feel free to reach me at... Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Bye. Good afternoon, Mr. Bijou. This is Mark Henkel with truthbearer.org. I had a moment and thought I would uh, respond to your request to call you this afternoon, but apparently I have not reached you anyway. Uh, if I am unable to uh, call you again, which I may not be able to uh, in the next uh, half hour or so, then I will uh, do as planned and make, uh, make the call to you tomorrow at 9 o'clock your time. Thanks. Bye. Hi, you've reached. Hello, I'm calling from Matt Bijou uh, at 9 o'clock. I guess I've not successfully reached you. I guess I'll try to uh, call you at the uh, other number at extension 441. Thanks. Bye. Good morning, Salem Radio. This is Martha. How may I help you? Yes, extension please. Hold on a moment, please. Thanks. Hi, you have reached Matt Bijou with KTKZ Radio. Uh, I'm not here, but feel free to reach me at... Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Bye. Good morning, Mr. Bijou. This is Mark Hinkle with TruthBearer.org, uh, making my second phone call to you, uh, trying to reach you. It's now about 9 o'clock your time. Uh, calling as scheduled and apparently not reaching you on either this number or your uh, cell phone. So I guess I will have to uh, either try again. If you'd like to uh, drop us an email, that would be appreciated. Uh, just to let us know uh, when you'll be around, and maybe we can try to reach you again later on today. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Hello? Hello. Is Matt Bijou there, please? I'm sorry. No, he isn't. He's not. Uh, is he back at the office? Uh, yeah, he's at work. Okay, I'll try there then. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, bye. Good, good morning, Sam Radio. This is Martha. How may I help you? Uh, yes, extension, please. Sure, hold on. Hello, this is Matt. Hello, Matt. This is Mark Hankel with TruthBearer.org. Hey, how are you? I'm doing okay. I've been trying to reach you, uh, not successfully until now. Um, I'm you, sorry, for, from truthbearer.org. Yes, you requested a media interview, did you not? Yeah, what, what exactly do you guys do? What, what, what exactly does your organization It's polygamy. Entail? Christian polygamy. Okay. Are you familiar with the topic? Uh, yeah. It, it, let me ask you something. Did you ask, make this media request? Yes, I did. You did, okay. Yes. Uh, on what were you looking for? Um, for an interview on this coming Tuesday. Okay. Um... I just I wanted to get a little bit more information about your organization. Mm -hmm. I, I know I'm, I understand the topic, but I, w I was trying to get some information. Are you just an informative organization? 
or do you guys? Uh, we're we're an activist organization for sure. You know, we're we're at the forefront. Okay. So, what kind of activities do you guys participate in? You still haven't defined for me. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I I'm hoping I've got a radio station. I don't know, yeah, you know, who yeah, you are. You know, in fact, I do want to let you know this is being tape recorded, so I want to make sure you understand that. No problem. Um, Okay, and, and basically at this point, we're at the uh, deciding stage whether I've even ag agreed to give the interview or not. I'm trying to find out what you're about, what your story okay, is for. Well, I mean, if you're trying uh, to slam us, what right, you, what well, you, no, what's no, your no. story? L l um, I'm calling from KTKZ, which is in Sacramento, California. Okay. Um, we have uh, a morning show, news news talk station. Uh -huh. um, we The topic surrounding the HBO series sure. on, um, on this coming Sunday. Okay. And This particular so one? I'm sorry? You mean this particular episode no, that's coming up? No, the series in general. Okay, sure. Yeah, and I have been watching it. I'm sorry? I have been watching it because I have okay. to uh, comment on it because I'm the, you know, I'm the national polygamy advocate. I kind of got to. <laughs> okay. And um, so basically we're, we're just we're discussing the issue okay. of polygamy and Christianity. And, okay. Um, Is this so a Christian have, station? I'm sorry? Is this a Christian station? We are a Christian organization. There's okay. A station, this station, we have a cluster here in Sacramento. Sure. One of them is Christian. We have mm -hmm. a couple that are Christian. Okay. Uh, one's Christian talk, one's Christian music. Sure. Uh, this one is, is, is more secular. It's a news talk station. Oh, okay. Because we're evangelical conservative Christians. We're not Mormon at all. I mean, okay, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even our host is born again Christian. Uh huh. Um, so basically, we're just trying. We we just we're just going to open up the subject uh -huh. um, and talk about it. You know, mm -hmm. discuss the television series and sure. and polygamy and Christianity mm -hmm. and sure the, the issue of um, making it legal or not legal. Right. Right. Um, so I'm just trying to get a, a sense of what mm -hmm. I know you're an organization. So I'm right. trying to get a sense of what your organization does. What type of uh, right. you know, activist well, program? Well, we are. Uh, we're continuing the Reformation. We are uh, evangelical conservative Christians, uh, not just including practicing polygamists, but Christians in many different denominations, from Baptists to Pentecostals, uh, from super grace-based denominations to law-based denominations, which I don't know if you know what that means or not, but Christians do, uh, and basically uh, come to read the Bible deeply. These are the non-newbie Christians, not liberal, but conservative Christians that read the Bible for what it really says, and come to the realization uh, that the Bible never, you will not find any example of it establishing a one-man, one-woman doctrine and calling polygamy a sin. And what we're seeing in the, the cultural destruction of our current society, uh, that uh, we have a society of, littered with abandoned single moms and marriage-phobic baby-daddy player boys that really don't want marriage and are leaving the, these children growing up with uh, without fathers. What well, we're right. talking about uh, men really growing up and being real men and want marriage and caring about women and, and helping women choose what they want to do and, what, and, and have the options that they want to have in life and having nothing to do with the Mormon paradigm and, uh, or, or any of the the anecdotal examples of crimes that some individuals have individually done. We, have, we are totally opposed to all the crime things that have gone on with certain individuals. Uh, and we're saying that, uh, you know, polygamy rights is the next civil rights battle. I'm the creator of that soundbite. If you've heard it anywhere, that, you're speaking of the person who created that. And the reason, we're saying we have the solution to end the marriage debate altogether, not following the homosexuals, but actually the way to end it in a win-win solution for all sides, and that is the true conservative position of limited government. Stop having big socialist government redefine marriage in any position, and that way 
uh, government is not involved whatsoever, and uh, homosexuals, if they want to imagine that they're married, well, they can imagine all they want, but it has no legal grounding or standing, but then, at the same time, they can't be going in and forcing the churches to have to uh, accept their weddings either. You know, everybody has freedom in the true limited government solution, so this allows safe face for both sides of the debate, allows us to conclude, and finally realize that the true conservative position is limited government and get it out of get a, get it out of abominating God's doctrine of marriage in the first place. Right. Well, what's your opinion on the, on the HBO television series? Well, first, it's very uh, it's clearly a Mormon polygamy situation, right. and it does not matter how much the Mormons want the mainstream Mormons want to protest. If it is polygamy that uses Mormon principles, such as the word the principle, or celestial marriage, or the Book of Mormon, or doctrines and covenants, if it's polygamy based on that theology, the two words together is Mormon polygamy. It doesn't matter what the Mormon mainstream Mormons want to complain about it. It's still Mormon polygamy. You have to realize that every neutral noun is neutral until you put an adjective in front of it. Mormon polygamy makes it polygamy based on Mormon reasons. Christian polygamy makes it based on evangelical Christian reasons. Can you Muslim. Tell me the difference. Explain to me the difference. Certainly. Polygamy is just matter, if you think about it, it's just a, a word re regarding numerical. Right. How you apply it is what you do personally. Individuals do things differently. Right. right? And obviously the, the, the Christian religion is completely different from the Mormon religion. Uh, the Mormon religion, uh, when in terms of its institution of polygamy, uh, comes from their book, their, their scriptural book they call uh, Doctrines and Covenants. And in Doctrine and Covenants number 132, their leader, Joseph Smith, has this supposed revelation that says polygamy is the new way and says that if his first wife, Emma Smith, doesn't like it, well, she's going to be destroyed. And then the second leader, uh, Brigham Young, uh, says that it, there is this idea of a pre-existence of souls, that there are souls already up in heaven waiting to be born. And so that in order to make sure that these pre-existing souls aren't born into non-Mormons, uh, polygamists have to have as many wives as possible to have as many babies as possible so that these pre-existing souls will be born into Mormon families and be saved, supposedly. Right. So it creates an obligation and, and pretty much forces women into a situation of polygamy. And, of course, that's anathema. Christian polygamy is a completely different paradigm. In fact, we operate by what we call the standard of love, not force. And you can see that at lovenotforce.com, that uh, if it's going to take place in a family at all, it is with the full, uncoerced, free assent and consent of all adults, meaning the wife is well embraced and it's not a husband forcing it against her will. We, we completely oppose forced polygamy. That the marriage model is that of Christ loving his churches, which is uh, a merciful Christ, a giving Christ, a, a nurturing and helping. As Christ went to the cross, he didn't beat us up. He, he gave himself for us. And that's, that's the way men are to, to, to be mature and to grow up. And if a wife wants to work, she has the freedom to work while knowing another wife who wants to stay home. Each wife makes her own choice. She can you know, make the choices and can actually stay home and raise the children and know that her children are being raised with her own same family values right. and not being raised by some stranger low, uh, with low pay, a right. daycare. It also helps you know, uh, with abandoned single moms who are like hamsters in a wheel. You know, they're working just to pay for daycare or they have to go on welfare. You know, this certainly provides opportunities and has had for some, uh, some of the practicing Christian polygamous families. So, so your main problem with these, this series, is, is this HBO series, uh, is that it, it's forced polygamy? Well, no, 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 no. I, I, I was, we're in two separate contests. You asked me to explain the difference. 
between Christian polygamy and Mormon. Well, my point being is this. This is why Mormon polygamy was so opposed back in the 1800s, and why in all these years Mormon polygamy has not succeeded in changing uh, the laws. It's because of that. It always has to go back to that background, and and society uh, opposes the way it kind of forced upon women. Now, with that said, the HBO story is an example of a more secularizing Mormon polygamy family that's coming away from a compound, fundamentalist Mormon polygamy compound. And there's definitely some problems with that compound. There's no question about that. And they, it does show, the show does show some good things. It does show, for example, uh, that they oppose some of the outrageous things that goes on at some of these particular compounds, uh, such as the underage issue and all that. It's clear that this secular, more, secularizing Mormon polygamy family uh, definitely oppose underage marriage. And that's good, because most of us do. Right. Most normal proclaimers do oppose that. I mean, we're talking about consenting adults. Just you know, two, one or two or three criminals doing underage thing does not mean every polygamist is into those crimes any more than you would say all monogamists are wife beaters because you can find one or two examples of a monogamous wife beater. Mm-hmm. You know, it just the two don't connect. Right. So the show is good in terms of showing that normal uh, polygamists, even Mormon polygamists, you know, oppose most of these kinds of crimes. It also positively dispels the ridiculous absurdity that uh, people have this ridiculous stereotype that it's all about a sexual escapade and fantasy for the men. If anything, it shows that it's a, it's a pain in the neck for the guy. Right. You know, and it, it requires a serious ability to manage. Uh, and it, it's not this, you know, uh, this great party of sexual uh, love fest, if you will, for the man. It, it's, not, it's not like that at all. And, it, and the show does a good job of that. Although I would say it's very... Uh, it does use a little uh, gratuitous uh, sex in the, the sex scenes that are certainly unnecessary, I think. Okay. Um, but you know what? They're not marketing it to us. You know, they're, they're marketing it to a secular HBO audience. Sure. Yeah. So tell me about your organization. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, how old is that? Well, uh, Christian polygamy, uh, be- you can get the history of Christian polygamy. Uh, we're a movement that really began only about 12 years so, ago. So the, your organization is called Christian Polygamy? No, no, no. We're called Truthbearer.org. Truthbearer.org. We are the organization of the movement of Christian polygamy. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Right. Um, and we are a cross-denominational parachurch support where uh, both... Uh, obviously practicing Christian polygamous families, but as well, where individuals in their own churches, from, again, Baptist to Pentecostal... So you have no, no central church that No, we're absolutely not. No, because we're not a new religion, we're not a cult, or anything of that nature. We are, uh, you know, we're supporting the churches. If you see the slogan on our website, uh, you know, we say we're continuing the Reformation, and I can explain that if you don't know what it means in a minute, and two... We are bringing Christian polygamy to the churches so that as each of these non-newbie Christians in all, all the various different churches are, are realizing uh, you know, that there's a, a couple problems with the one man, one woman doctrine. One, it's completely unbiblical. Two, if we say that we're sola scriptura Protestants and we're out of the Catholic institution, then we must abandon the doctrine invented by the Catholic institution. Understand, Christianity uh, changed from being a persecuted religion for the first three centuries until the Catholic institution uh, became the power. So Christianity changed from being a persecuted faith to becoming a political powerhouse, right. and then they all started having uh, various doctrines created and, and so forth, and that's why by the 13, 14, 1500s, the Reformation occurred with Martin Luther and John Huss, right. and saying that the Catholic institution had created so many man-made doctrines that were not in the Bible, so the rallying cry of Christians was, 
sola scriptura. It, doctrine is based only on the scripture, solely scripture. And that's the basis of our doctrine. We're not supposed to be following and copying after these doctrines that were invented by the Catholic institution. One man, one woman was such doctrine. There's just too many holy men of God who had more than one life in the Bible. From Abraham, the 12 tribes of Israel were born of four wives. Uh, David had at least eight known named wives. Moses, the man himself who wrote Adam and Eve's story, who wrote Gen Genesis 2.24, the two shall be one flesh, all those doctrines are written by Moses who had two wives. Clearly the man knows what that means. He was one flesh with each of his two right. wives. Okay. <laughs> um, real quick, because I'm short on time. Sure. Um, so... Um, real quick, how 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 did your uh, your organization start up? Well, we we basically uh, again, you can if you're running out of time, ChristianPolygamy.info forward slash history. ChristianPolygamy.info info forward slash history, and that'll give you the history of the movement, okay. and then that'll lead you. Well, how I'm talking about your your organization in particular, TruthLayer.org. Right. How right. Did that well. Well, is at, that your company or is that somebody else's? Um, I'm the founder of the I'm the founder of the organization. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And, and why did you find, why did you why did why did you is it, did you just find this organization just to inform people or what type of activities are you involved in? Well, you you, you, you you need to under yes, well, you need to understand the evolution of the Christian polygamy movement. It's 12 years old, and it first started out as uh, originally the the doctrines were being laid out in a newspaper. A movement begins when uh, the usable duplicatable rhetoric is laid down and copied and used by others and passed on sort of like a multi-level marketing plan of right. talk, speaking. And the arguments are usable. That happened with a newspaper in 1994. A reader brought it to the web in uh, 96. Uh, Truth Bearer website. We, basically, the newspaper went online in 97, and we had a subset website called Truth Bearer. Within six months, the website was taken off so much that uh, the newspaper ceased to function, the tru and, and Truth Bearer began growing as a website. And then uh, finally, uh, some individuals started coming up with some uh, wacky ideas that uh, this idea that of forced polygamy, that if God has told me uh, that I can have more wives, I can have as many as I want, it doesn't matter what my wife wants, well, we completely put the kibosh on that with what we call Love Not Force in 1999. That became the standard of polygamy. True, tender-hearted Christians began rallying around that. Then that's how we be started becoming a full-blown activist organization because we were saying this is what we this is what defines us and that's how we started rallying growing there so it's a it's a growing process and then you know since 2000 you know we've been uh, in the media and do many many different right. reports and uh, and to the point now I'm, I'm you know you know polygamy is larger than the Mormon land bubble of Utah Arizona Okay, you know. so I'm just trying to understand exactly what your organization does. I mean, right. tell me, tell me, uh, tell me. Do you have a Do you have a full time job? Another job? Uh, well, I, I'm a I am a uh, multi entrepreneur, so it gives me the freedom to uh, to be you know the public advocate uh, okay. as it is. But so basically, you're just advocating Christian polygamy throughout the throughout the country and, and doing uh, media and interviews. Well, we're doing a, we're doing a number of other things, but we're not uh, exposing our uh, our hand at that. You know, directly. I mean, cause, you know, because of the uh, uh, one, the dangers, and also two, uh, you know, it, it's a uh, it, it's a poker game. You know, what that, do you mean it's dangerous? What, who have you received threats, or uh, I mean, what, what dangers are you talking about? Okay, uh, boy, you sure seem like you're awful hostile to me. Uh, no, I'm not, well, that's what you got to do with the pre-interview. I'm just, I'm just trying to I'm just I'm trying to get all the information so um, you know my host can, can mm -hmm. be informed. And well, let me ask you. I mean, these are the type of questions he's going to ask you. He's going to mm -hmm. be, you know, he, he'll be hostile with you. He's not going to be hostile with you, but he, he'll be, he'll, he'll ask you some tough questions. He's not going to be, you know, he's not going to support you on this issue. You know, this will, this will be a tough interview. It's not well, well, in. well, you know what? Uh, 
and I'm glad that you're saying this. I am prepared to tell you what we're about. I am not prepared to be in a hyper conversation. Okay. You know, my, my point is, is that... Uh, well, you're like a pretty informed uh, hyper guy yourself. I mean, I mean, you seem like a, a guy that's willing to debate. And, and, I mean... Well, you know, but the thing is, is, there is legitimate debate, and then there is hostile. Okay? And I have no problem with legitimate debate. Because at the end of the day, if it, in, all, in every legitimate debate, I win, always. Because everything we say is absolutely factual. But right. the problem is, I, I, will, I have been... In, I've been sandbagged, and where I'll go on, and I will say something that is absolute fact. I might as well have just said two plus two is four, right. and I no sooner finish saying that, and then the host comes on and suggests, well, boy, you're not really saying anything, you're not making any sense, and well, you know what, we're going to go on break, and we're going to give you some time to put your mind together and say that. And I just said something as logical as two plus two is four. So I'm not going to play that kind of a confrontation play game, because I know the host is the host of their show, it's their show, the people are there for the host, I understand that, but I'm not going to play that particular kind of game. I'm here to let you know what we are. I can tell you what we are. I know what we are. And I know the information that people need to understand about us. I know. You don't. You haven't known anything about us. Right. You're right. Well, that's why we would like you to come on and inform us. But you're not opposed to an intelligent debate. Right? I'm in, I have no problem with intelligent debate. We're I, not going to say thank you. We're not going to name call. We're not, we're, not, we're not that kind of a show. Well, what is the show? I mean, what is the show? I mean, is it coming? Is it Christian? Is it based... We are a news talk show. We talk about the, uh, current issues that are happening. We talk mm-hmm. about today, this week. We've talked about immigration, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know. So is it me versus you? We're a conservative talk show. We and are. I'm a conservative. I'm a total conservative. The problem right. is, is that you don't use liberalism to fight liberalism. You don't use big government socialism to oppose socialism. You don't use the sin of worship, of idolatry, worshiping the false god of big socialist right. government to fight the sin of homosexual behavior. You know, you, you, true conservatism is limited government and getting it out of it altogether. That's the true conservative position. You know, so I, I, I am the total conservative. The problem is that too many uh, self-proclaimed conservatives are out there pushing big government liberalism, marriage Marxism, and saying that government is the answer and savior of all things marriage. And, and instead of, you know, in a Christian standpoint, you know, we're, we bring our message to Christians. We help them understand that, you know, the leaders are making a mistake and are going the way of what's called Jeroboam, son of Nebat, leading God's people to worship the false god of big socialist government as the savior of marriage instead of trusting in the one true God who never needed government to define marriage. Not one man in the Bible was ever married by government. That's a socialism concept that if how can we say we're conservatives and say we believe in big marriage Marxism? That just doesn't make sense. Okay. So that's the kind of that's where I'm coming from. I don't really want to be fighting. I have no problem with intellectual discussion, but right. if I'm going to be a, you know, uh, attacked and approached, then I, I I'm just not interested in that. Right. Okay, I understand. Um, do me a favor, go to ktkz.com. Okay. ktkz.com. That's our show. That's our uh, website for the station. Sure. Um, go to on the front page you'll see a guy named Eric Hogue. That's Eric Hogue. Could you spell that for me, please? E R I C. Sure. Last name is H-O-G-U-E. G-U-E. Okay, Eric Hogue. Yeah. So KTKC.com, yeah, mm-hmm. browse through the website, and you'll find Eric Hogue. In fact, you'll find a couple of... He has a blog, and you can read some of his blogs. And sure. Or in, in mm-hmm. what well, I don't, I don't expect him to agree with me, and I understand that. What, here's the thing. I know for a fact that every intellectual conservative who seriously pays attention to what I say, and here's the, what I'm saying comes to the realization that what I'm saying is right. 
And But there are also many uh, people that need to protect their status and need to protect their position and protect their show and need to uh, you know, keep their audience patting them on the back that they will not, not have that kind of a discussion. I have no problem educating and having a legitimate uh, discussion of ideas. Certainly let things be tested. If someone's got a question, that's, that's fine. I have no problem with that. You know, okay. it, it, I'm here to, I, I am willing to discuss principles and all that. I'm not going to go into my personal life, uh, also as a matter of legality and safety. Uh, and I'm not going to uh, – you know, I want to focus on the principles of what we're discussing. You won't, you won't talk about um, your current situation? If he asked you, you know, um, well, what I'm the, your current marital situation is. You want well, to I will. I will say this: I am very, very happily married, never divorced. Uh, I'm not going to discuss uh, the number of wives or children in my family. Why not? Uh, well, you do understand that uh, there are one, two two things. First of all, there is an issue of law. Uh, that some try to use some of the laws are actually so oppressive that uh, even just saying that a woman, even if she doesn't have a second marriage license, that another woman is your wife, that itself can be called the crime of bigamy, which shows how tyrannical the anti-polygamy laws are in some states. And two, uh, as a matter of standard, as has happened for uh, for some families, that uh, just that demonstration can be an just that vocalization can be the uh, trigger for uh, busybodies trying to get uh, government agencies to uh, investigate the children and all that, like there's something going on wrong and all that. And there has actually been, I'll give you a, a story, an example of uh, what has happened to one of the families in our organization, where there, this it was an abandoned single mom. She was completely abandoned. She had been, uh, I mean, this, the, the ex-husband had been extremely abusive, so abusive he was raping her, he was doing all kinds of abuse, and totally just threw her away and the children completely away. Had no custody, had no authority for custody, could not under any circumstances. Well, through, through their church, they end up coming together uh, with another, she, with another uh, happily married Christian family. Eventually they become uh, you know, very close and eventually become a Christian polygamous family. Once they realize it's completely biblical and it's completely right situation, the children are now starting to thrive. The woman is not a hamster in the wheel. The family is growing. Everything is wonderful. Out of the woodwork comes this, uh, this uh, abusive, rapist ex-husband and suddenly uses the mere existence of uh, of a bigamy law not to because they weren't going to be pursued crime because some, nobody's been convicted of actual crimes itself specifically however uses the existence of that to justify and and blindside them with an expensive lawsuit custody right. case to not, then they had to scr scramble to raise about thousands and thousands of dollars to defend themselves in a custody battle that he never this rapist ex-husband violent man never would have had grounds to pursue this civil matter whatsoever without the, with the example of this legal law so the, the all right hold on here's steve um yeah i gotta go um yeah go to the go to uh i'll go to the website go to the website and the blog um, yeah so would you be interested in doing the interview like at 7 a.m uh 7 a.m west coast east west coast time. 7 a.m west coast time tuesday which would be uh 10 o'clock here on the east coast all right 10 a.m tuesday and how long would this be for? Uh, it could be an hour if it goes well. 10 to 11? 
I, I, I don't I don't know how how well it will go. Mm -hmm. um, just because you're pretty firm, uh, and I, I'm I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> what, what does that mean? It depends on 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 how his Eric. Um, I don't know, just how far the debate goes. I mean, I would assume it lasts for for a half an hour. Okay. Um, so so seven to seven thirty. Um, ten to ten thirty East Coast time. Um, our call in number is one eight eight eight. Okay. What well what does that matter to me? You'd be calling me, wouldn't you? Uh if you'd like, sure. Yeah. Yes, that would be the better way to go okay, about it. Okay, what's your number? Uh, it is two oh seven. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the show? Uh Hogue in the Morning. Hogue in the morning. Okay. And that would be Tuesday morning. Okay, so you changed it from Monday to Tuesday. Okay, and you're saying 10 to 10:30, 11ish my time. Um, are you familiar with uh, the organization Principal Voices? Yes, they are Mormon polygamy in the region of they're Mormon polygamy. That's Mormon polygamy. Yes, and they're, they're they're and they're pretty much that area of Arizona, Utah. You know, you're on the East Coast. Right, but we've got uh, people throughout the entire country because it, you know it's, it's outside of that geographic bubble. Are you, are, do you have anybody in California? Hello. Uh, hello. What? Yeah, do you have anybody well, in California? Well, yes, of course we do. But you don't want to share who that would be. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, especially given the fact uh, that. Um, we are keeping we're keeping names we're keeping uh, names of identities uh, and and spokes. Do you have anybody? In PTKC, good morning. Yes, Matt Bijou. Yeah, this Matt. Mark Hankel here, truthbearer.org. Okay, great. Um, just wanted to uh, make sure that we understand. Um, I can give you some great radio. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I want to be sure that you know. You understand? I'm coming to uh, discuss principles and uh, uh, educate you guys about what we are about and so forth. And uh, I'm not there to, uh, you know, uh, basically have, uh, you know, an attempted uh, obfuscation or, or interruption and that kind of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Okay. Now. Um, go ahead. You go right ahead. I was going to listen. Um, his name is Eric Hogue again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be. I'll, I'll give you a call around again. Uh, I guess you're an hour ahead. So. No, no, we're more than that. Why do you ahead. keep thinking we're Utah? Oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. Um, so you're three hours ahead. Yes. Um, I'm an evangelical, born again Christian, just like you said the host is. Right. And I expect to be treated by such as such. Right. Okay. And I just I want that understood. I want you to make sure the host understands that. Right. Okay. And also uh, make sure you get the name right. It's truthbearer.org, not .com. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, so I will give you a call at around 10 o'clock, and we have about, I don't know. So this is 10 o'clock your time? No, your time. I'm East Coast. Right. So 10 o'clock is 7 your time? Correct. Okay, that's fine then. Okay. Uh, so five minutes, five or six minutes of news at the top of the hour. Sure. And then uh, I'll put you on. So okay. So you call about five minutes early, maybe, and then, um, again, Erico, um, 
Are, are you open to taking phone calls or no? Oh, absolutely. All I'm, uh, I am glad to answer questions. I'm glad to even have disagreements. I have no problem with that. I just want a rational conversation that when I am speaking, I'm not getting cut off and then asked to go into another direction before I've finished another answer and things like that. You know, uh, I understand. I, I'm experienced at this and I'm savvy at this, but I'm not going to, uh, uh, you know, walk into a trap. Is basically my point. Right. Okay. But I have no problem dealing with callers, uh, you know, and, and, and I can make this host, you know, look good even if he doesn't agree with me right. as long as he's not out trying to uh, uh, play right. games. And you again, know. you're the founder of truthbearer.org. That's right. And, the, you know, I'm the national polygamy advocate. This is evangelical Christian polygamy. It has nothing to do with Mormonism. Hold on. Slow down. National polygamy advocate. Polygamy. You're the national polygamy advocate. That's correct. Because there's more to Mormon is more to polygamy than just the little Mormon bubble of that geographic area of Arizona, Utah. Right. You know, so we're we're wide. Okay. Super. Well, then I will give you a call tomorrow. Then and we'll talk to you again. All right. Okay. I appreciate it. No problem. Have yeah. a great day. You too. Bye. Now back to Hogue in the Morning on KTKZ News Talk 105.5 FM and 1380 AM. Polygamous. Right on our street. Isn't that terrible? Family fun. Utah fun. It's super. Do you think I should have more than one wife? Not for every man. My house is three houses. Five. Seven perfect children. We're all here by choice. We've chosen to be a family. I want my children raised in an environment where God hasn't been taken out of the schools. You're the quintessential embodiment of the American dream. Nine minutes after 7 o'clock, 7.09. We've been talking about immigration all morning long. We'll pull away a little bit from immigration here. Give it a rest. I'm sure we'll be back to that topic without uh, many days in between. But I have this uh, perspective that there's something of ruin when it comes to Hollywood. There's a brand new agenda out there when it comes to what marriage should be and what it shouldn't be. There is also a faction of, well, minority presentation in our populace that would like to see not only same-sex marriage, but multiple partners in marriage. Polygamy. The phone numbers are 923-3300, 888-923-1380. Of course, you have uh, probably caught the attention. Surrounding HBO's uh, weekly special now, The Big Love. The Big Love, which uh, features a, a guy who is a husband of three wives. Now, much of this is done from Hollywood's perspective of entertainment. That's, that's a given. And there's some reality... TV to it. The kids shouldn't watch this at all. It's uh, peering into some brand new uh, brand new ground when it comes to entertainment and culture and understanding of what marriage and, uh, and, and family should or shouldn't be. But uh, there's a lot of buzz around this. A lot of buzz around it culturally and politically. They have to keep a schedule where I, I spend so much time that's equal between the three women. Nikki the first, Margie the second, me the third, and so on. I'm just a love machine. It's every man's fantasy, certainly, until you see the underside of it, the demands on it. It's just not about a man being with three women. The relationships are, are so rich and so deep. The show is really not about polygamy. The show is about family. The show is about love. I'm going to bring another soul into the family. This is a family that works. It just happens to be a polygamous one. Do you think I should have more than one wife? It's not for every man. God calls us to it, and we have to answer with fortitude. It's 11 past 7 o'clock, 7-11. The phone number is 923-3300, 888-923-1380. A lot of folks watching The Big Love on HBO, 
a Utah man married to three wives. On the VIP line right now, Mark Hankel. Mark is a member of what organization again, Mark? you got a, lo a long title here. What's the organization well, title again? Well, the organization is truthbearer.org. I'm the founder of it, and I'm also the National Polygamy Advocate. All right, so truthbearer.org is the name of the organization, so you put your name up there with a website. That's clever. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, it's, it's clever. How is it clever? Well, it's, it's, it's clever. Yeah. It's the name of our organization. And a website that's clever. Okay. Uh, right away to the offense. I'm just giving you a backhanded compliment. It's kind of clever, Mark. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Continue on. Sure. All right. Now, Mark, uh, you are a polygamist, correct? I am the National Polygamy Advocate, and I am very, very happily married. Uh, to how many wives? That's not a question I answer due to the fact that my name and face are out there as the National Polygamy Advocate. All right. So is it is it safe to say that being an advocate for polygamy, you possibly could be married to a number of wives? Everybody is welcome to speculate as they choose. Not <laughs> <laughs> a few of these, Mark. Uh, just a few. Just a few. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm going to get some big love here in a moment in this, uh, this brand-new presentation on HBO. But from your perspective, and, and doing some research on you and on your website, and our listeners here in Sacramento, I mentioned this early this morning, and a lot of emails and a lot of shock to hear that you are an evangelical Christian. Am I right? Yes, a conservative evangelical Christian. All right, describe that for me. You're a conservative evangelical Christian. What, what does that mean? Describe it. That means that I am, a, I am based on principles, the absolute basis of the Bible, uh, the Old and New Testament exclusively, uh, based on what the Bible really says. I'm a sola scriptura uh, Christian, and we are continuing the Reformation that doctrine is supposed to be based on the Word of God and not based on man's tradition. Are you a Republican? Uh, I am. Well, I think the Republicans are rhinos and are, are basically advancing new liberalism and are just simply advance big government at every opportunity that they choose. Well, let's get a taste of Mark Hankel here. Where do you fall on immigration? I'm curious. Where do I follow on immigration? Yeah, immigration right now. Do you think that'll get tough on the borders and send them all back? Well, absolutely, that, uh, that everybody needs to be uh, a, a legal citizen. I mean, the, the idea of socialism uh, being available uh, for citizens is a problem to begin with, never mind the idea of socialism available for, uh, for non-citizens. That's just, that's just outrageous. So you, you believe that, that uh, those coming here and, and ignoring our laws when it comes to states and the government, that they're illegal and that is a major crime? The government's role... What's that? Well, no, the... Well, the point being is that I'm not, I'm not going to suggest, uh, you know, for example, uh, the uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ that are in the uh, underground churches in China, uh, it's uh, against the law for them to do that, but certainly uh, we're not going to suggest that uh, that, that is a, a sin or an unholy situation. All right, all right so I, I, I got to it, and, uh, and I feel enough that you are a conservative and you're a moralist, too. In what way would you say that? Well, you, you have morals. Oh, oh, totally, completely. I mean, this is ultra-family. Okay, ultra-family. All right. Mark, let me, let me start with a couple of questions, and we'll dive into the, the Q&A surrounding polygamy here. First off, uh, do you live in Utah? Absolutely not. I'm, actually, I'm calling you from the state of Maine. From the state of Maine today. Yes, and actually, that's the, that's the uh, propaganda stereotype that two things. One, all polygamists are uh, Utah, and that they're always Mormon. And that's actually a, a fiction that is not correct whatsoever. And that's uh, outside of the Mormon land geographi geor geographic bubble of Arizona and Utah. Uh, there's a whole wider world out there, and that's, that's uh, where we're coming from. Now, this, uh, this movie or this uh, presentation on HBO is set in Utah, this big love. Correct. It's, and it's Mormon polygamy. It is. And, and so is it propaganda as well? Well, 
it is it it plays to the stereotype that all polygamy is Mormon polygamy. The problem is that most people don't differentiate and realize that a neutral noun is not modified by a missing adjective, meaning all polygamists are not Mormons, and all polygamists are not Mormon polygamists. So you have to consider the adjective. Mormon polygamy is a different reason for polygamy. Christian polygamy is a different reason for polygamy, and so forth and so on. Why is, uh, why is Christian polygamy different than Mormon polygamy? Describe for me Christian polygamy. Well, first... It, uh, it is based on being Christians and believing the absolute truth of the Bible. We're continuing the Reformation, that the Bible absolutely never established the Catholic invention of one man, one woman, that there are just too many holy men of God, that uh, we're uh, men with more than one wife, and the Bible never uh, calls them that, and I can go through a whole bit Bible thing if you want later. Yeah, and we don't want to go down I understand. Com- I, I understand. I understand. But I will ask one question. Sure. The Apostle Paul was dead, but against this in his instruction for elders and, and for the church, well, well, you're talking about First Timothy three verse two and and Titus one six. Well, the point is, those verses only say is an English word that says one wife, but when you go to the Greek, it's it's actually translated as first to many, and so therefore he's saying that they must be the husband of their first wife, having never divorced, and that's what he was against. You're talking about the passing of wife, you could have a wife who dies, or there could also be the legitimate letter of divorce. What's that? Well, you could have the wife die, and you could have a legitimate letter of divorce. He could be referencing that. Well, actually, you don't see uh, the, the Bible suggesting a uh, written uh, official letter of divorce, except for the one exception of uh, uncleanness, right. right, in Deuteronomy 24. Right, right. So the po- the first right but all, the bottom line is, is that Paul was actually uh, repeatedly recommended celibacy, but that certainly doesn't require a doctrine for all. The point is, is that the one wife verses of 1 Timothy 3, 2, 12, and Titus 1, 6, are only that he must be the husband of his first wife and never be divorced. Mark, you and I could do a doctrinal show and disagree and have fun doing it, but for culture and politics, right? my uh, reason for bringing you on was to talk about polygamy. Right. How is polygamy good for American culture? Well, from the Christian polygamy perspective, which as I was getting to, we are seeing the consequences of, of the Catholic invention of one man, one woman, and forced on society, where right now we see a landscape littered with abandoned single moms and a society of marriage-phobic, baby-daddy, player boys. And what we're saying is it's time for men to really be men, grow up and be truly love women and care about women and help them be what they want to be. Some women want to work, others want to uh, stay at home and raise the children. That gives an opportunity for each wife to have her choice, what she wants, and it encourages men to grow up in free market economics to be a real man that women would want this kind of a real husband who really wants marriage. Mark, we will start there and we come back. He's on hold. I'm calling all women. 923 What Mark is saying is that you women out there, single moms, you want this. You want to be married to a man who has three or four wives. That this is actually men stepping up to the plate and doing the deed of ethics and morality. It is also politics and culture and agenda. We'll get there as well. All comers, all calls, let's have at it. The big love, HBO, the next phase when it comes to what marriage is and isn't in America. Polygamy, 923-3300, details on traffic, here's Beth Duncan. KTKZ News Talk, 105.5 FM, and 1388. So Beth, Mark says that, you know, the single mothers out there would like to be married, and if they're married inside of a polygamous uh, relationship, that that would uh, suffice their needs. I think women want a faithful husband. Yeah, but real men, Mark says, real men would, would step up and do this. 
I think men in general have a tendency to want to do a lot of things they shouldn't be doing, and this just gives them the freedom to head down that road. All right, we'll see what the people have to say. 20 minutes after 7 o'clock. Thank you. That's 720. Clouds and rain today here in the capital city. 22 minutes after 7 o'clock in this continual assault on marriage and family, what marriage and family should be and what it shouldn't be. If it's not the uh, the homosexual agenda and same-sex marriage, now it's it's polygamy once again. And it seems like Hollywood uh, following right behind with this special on HBO, The Big Love. Mark Hankel is my guest. He says it really is, polygamy is, men stepping up, taking care of society. Deadbeat dads out of the picture. Men who want to have multiple wives. I want women. I want men. More with Mark Hankel and his position on polygamy. The next phase of redefining marriage here in America. Hogue in the morning. Hogue in the morning. News traffic, weather, and sports. Hogue in the morning on KTKZ News Talk. Lock it in. at the first button on your car radio. KTKZ News Talk 105.5 FM and 1380 AM. More Kondracki of the Washington Post put a piece out about this uh, big love on HBO, simply suggesting that this is all about Hollywood driving the issue. Not good enough to get same-sex marriage here in the country, but now polygamy when it comes to family and marriage. Mark Hankel is my guest. Uh, he would agree with both uh, both pieces of agenda. Mark, you're still... Absolute, absolutely not. You have said three... I thought you were in favor of same-sex marriage. Absolutely not. You said three things about me that are completely, utterly untrue and need to be corrected. You said three, go. What, what's that? Right, look them all and go. The three things you said wrong. We are not redefining marriage. Anti-polygamy is the real slippery slope that led to same-sex marriage. I think culture defines marriage. Absolutely. No, God defined marriage according to the Bible. That's the bottom line. And anti-polygamy is an invention. So you're the one who redefined marriage. One, two, we do not support the biological impossibility of same-sex marriage. We're saying that polygamy rights is the next civil rights battle that will end because it is the, it will end the marriage debate because government has no authority. hiding behind number one the Bible, and I don't want to... Hey, wait a minute. Hey, listen, wait a minute. I am a conservative Christian, a conservative constitutionalist. Aren't you offering a piggyback ride the coattails of the homosexual agenda? Absolutely not. We're saying, no. Are you ready to listen? Are you ready to listen? In the name of Jesus Christ, is this man willing to listen? Are you willing to listen? Wow, did you just put a hex on me? Not, not at all. I'm just, I'm saying that if you're a fellow believer, then we need to understand. I'm trying to say something, and you're preventing me from speaking. We are saying that we have the way to end the idea of same-sex marriage, and that is government has no authority to have defined it in the first place. Get government out of it. Be a limited government, true conservative. Go back to the Constitution, which never allowed government to define marriage, ever. Go back to that. Let only the municipalities... That's the same argument. No, it is not. No, it is not. Homosexuals want legalization. Homosexuals want legalization. You're not listening to me. We are not asking for legalization. We are not asking for legalization. You're not willing to listen. You're not willing to listen. Government has every right to define marriage because marriage benefits from a government structure. Well, folks, you just heard it here. He's justified society's rights and believes in gun control, folks. He is a liberal. You've just defined himself as a liberal here, folks. Government benefits marriage. We have tax benefit. We have protective benefit. Socialism, socialism, socialism. You're justifying socialism. You're justifying socialism. You're a socialist. Not working. But you are a socialist. Now, back to the issue of polygamy. What if one of your wives, I'm assuming you have three or four. You can assume all you want. What if one of your wives wants to have uh, two or three husbands, can't she? We're marriage. Do you understand what marriage means? Well, I just asked Do you understand what marriage is? Why can't Betty, one of your wives, have two other guys? 
because this is marriage. We're talking about marriage, okay? And what I'm saying is that government has no authority to have defined it or abominated God's doctrine. You're talking about sexism, but you're allowed to have three wives, but if he chooses to have two other husbands, she can't. Wait a minute. If she's already my wife, then she's my wife. That's not sexism, that's marriage. Now, wh now listen. you got three wives coming in. You already have one wife, you had two and three, and they agree to that. Then why can't you agree to let her have two or three husbands? You and drone two and drone three. If you will listen to the constitutional conservative argument, a lot of time. You, you're wasting time making statements. Oh, I you talk. But you have not, sir. You have not. The conservative position says government has no authority to define it anyway. As a Christian, I'm not going to get involved in polyandry and group marriage. But if the other, other individuals choose to define it that way and imagine that they're married and do all that kind of silly stuff, that's their decision. That's not mine. But the bottom line is, as a Christian, I'm going to follow according to the Bible. And I'm not going to be connected to the biological impossibility of same-sex marriage or group marriage or any other thing you're trying to wrongly, unkindly associate us with. What about the issue of sex? What about it? What, are you obsessed? No. Did you marry your wife for only sex? Is your wife all about... I guess your wife is a sex object. Is your... What about the issue of sex? What about it? Do you schedule sex with your wife? That is a decision that families make on their own. Well, do you do that... it? Well, I'm not a, I'm not a virgin. So do you schedule sex with your wife? We, words, do you have a certain time, date, location? Is that not a sexual demand, and is that not forcing yourself upon a woman? I'm not forcing myself on anybody. See, that we have love not force, and in fact, that's the standard. It's lovenotforce.com. And the bottom line... does she have in this? Do you understand that intelligent women that... Are you come to get women that are not involved in polygamy or ignorant women? You're the one suggesting that. I'm saying intelligent women are not... A guy is not going to get away with being a tyrant or dictating. Matt Duncan has details on traffic inside of the KTKZ Traffic Center. I guess I can KTKZ News Talk 105.5 oh, FM in Virginia. Turn the volume down back there, Ben. Oh, goodness. All right, back, back. You still there? You taking a breath, buddy? Uh, I, uh, the issue about sex is is uh, polygamy plays into sexual demands and it, it favors the male. There are threats and intimidation in polygamy. In other words, you can take away time together, you can take away attention for wrong behavior, and there is also this uh, authoritative leadership from your perspective. Absolutely not from my perspective. And the wives have to perform. That is not from my perspective. See, you keep trying, what you're doing, this is the problem. We're in a culture of dumbs down males, of marriage-phobic baby daddies, and within that context, you're trying to suggest that the, the baby men that don't have maturity somehow have these ridiculous, uh, uh, would be uh, capable. They would not. We're talking about mature men. Just because people may understand, children learn in third grade how to multiply, doesn't mean they've learned enough how to do algebra. The same thing is true that these players don't even know how to multiply, never mind those who may have learned to multiply, don't know how to uh, do algebra, don't understand the intimacy and intelligence that, of, of how to understand women and care for them and let them be the best they want to be. You're saying things about it that is wholly untrue. Well, I, I think you're saying a lot about uh, about you. I mean, I haven't even gotten to education. I'm just talking about the roles. I mean, isn't there an equality inside of a marriage, an, an, an equal role? Doesn't marriage equate to becoming one? How can four become one? Well, just as... Uh Moses, who wrote Genesis 2.24, uh, said that two shall be one flesh. He was one flesh with each of his two wives. The key is that people are, of course, when you really grow up, have the mental and emotional and psychological capability to be able to help and give. I'll do it doctorally. Paul talked about being one in flesh. Uh, Moses, it would be impossible to be because he's not Trinity. 
um, it'd be impossible to be one spending time with two wives. Well, in 1 Corinthians 6, it says that a person could be one flesh with a harlot. Now, if a married man can be one flesh with a harlot, does that mean he's suddenly no longer one flesh with his wife? Well, of course he does. You have but, two parts becoming uh, one together. Yes, indeed, the one plus one equals two. A man is one flesh with each of his wives. A man is one flesh with each of his wives. 31, Mark Hankel, my guest, uh, polygamy, the big love from HBO's position and the culture behind it, and now the political push behind it on the heels of homosexuality. It is coming our way. Full news here at the bottom. Hogue, here in the morning. Hogue in the morning. Yell at me if you want to. It's a talk show. Come on, people. Hogue in the morning. We had a lot to talk about today. The phone lines are open. Hogue in the morning on KTKZ. Back to Hogue in the morning on KTKZ. News Talk 105.5 FM and 1380 AM. 7.38.22 in front of 8 o'clock. Big Love, HBO's brand new reality show and grabbing a lot of headlines and attention and possibly some agenda and politics. They have to keep a schedule where I, I spend so much time that's equal between the three women. Nikki the first, Margie the second, me the third and so on. I'm just a love machine. It's every man's fantasy, certainly, until you see the underside of it. It's just not about a man being with three women. The relationships are, are so rich and so deep. The show is really not about polygamy. The show is about family. The show is about love. I'm going to bring another soul into the family. This is a family that works. It just happens to be a polygamous one. Do you think I should have more than one wife? Not for every man. God calls us to it, and we have to answer it for it. So big love, HBO. A lot of attention, a lot of print, and some heavy ratings. i got a couple of guests and more of your phone calls this half hour. 923-3300-888-923-1380. Hogue in. Hankel is on my VIP line. And we'll get to some more of the guests here momentarily. Get in line. Mark, back to this issue. And let's go politics this half hour. I heard your, your, your spiritual position and, of course, your moral position. Um, but you come the idea that you're more of a libertarian, you know, like the government involved when it comes to family and marriage. But for the creators of Big Love, the, the creators are a gay couple, Mark Olson and Will Schaefer, who are simply stating in Hollywood right now that this is all about the agenda to get government out of what marriage is and is not, uh, and to let people make their own choices. So in a roundabout way, this is an open door, this is a red carpet for, for polygamy as well. Well, uh, first of all, uh, your sound seems to be breaking up. It's weird, and I'm not on a cell phone. Uh, but secondly, uh, the idea that the show Big Love was created by uh, homosexual behavior choosing individuals is uh, not uh, a positive thing. In fact, actually, uh, the polygamy rights movement has issued a, a special report at propolygamy.com uh, explaining it that uh, that is something that we're quite leery about. Polygamy to be a part of, you know, you tell the government in this country, get out, and polygamy is, is what we want out of marriage in family, um, then you have open the door for, for same-sex marriage. Ab no, no. Yes, no, no. You want, do you want, can I speak? We have not. What we ask the question if you can speak of that and just talk. I, not caught at all. I'm simply saying that once you remove the idolatry of big socialist government defining God's doctrine of marriage. And government has no authority except to only be, at the municipal level, a repository for the public records that consenting adults make, of the contractual arrangements that consenting adults make. Then, 
what do the homosexual behavior choosing individuals have at that point? Nothing. They can imagine that the sky is yellow-blue polka dots, and it doesn't matter. There is no legal basis, and that will protect the churches from being oppressed with being forced to recognize uh, the biological impossibility of same-sex marriage weddings. The point is, get government out of it. That is not the homosexual agenda. The homosexual agenda is a force for liberalism. You don't use liberalism, big government liberalism, to fight that big government liberalism. The true constitutional conservative position is to get government out of it, and then nobody can oppress others. I worst-case scenario when it comes to culture and society than same-sex marriage with polygamy. What? Understand? You're, did, are you yelling in the microphone? I'm having difficulty. You said you had a rough time hearing. Hold on, let me put you on a different. Uh, you can't. Oh, that's better. On that line. That's better. All right. So this this is a this is a uh, I find much more concern uh, about as you would say families or or uh, cell units of. No, this is ultra family. Polygamy. This is ultra family. Same sex marriage because if you add kids to the polygamy scenario, if you add a breakdown of a relationship in a polygamy ceremony. Or, or scenario, I should say. Or if you have an out-of-control authoritative male who is reigning dominant over three women, I mean, those are serious infractions that, that compel a government to have a say, to have a response, especially if you're talking about crime. Well, first of all, you're, you're connecting apples to oranges. I agree that any form of abuse under any kind of a situation, government's role is to protect the infringement of individual rights. There's no such thing as society rights, it's individual rights, and government's job is to protect the infringement of those rights. Now, absolutely, that if there is a situation of abuse, and there is a that problem, that is not polygamy, that is the issue of abuse, which does need to be addressed for the protection of individuals' rights. What we're talking about is consenting adults intelligent. We're... We're not saying every woman necessarily wants this, but the option to do so. Is it abusive, Mark, in a polygamy uh, setting to have the male uh, discipline one of the wives by, by taking away attention or leveling threats when it comes to the two other wives? Wait, 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 wait a minute. That's an imagined idea uh, that you're coming up with. That. No, it's no, it's no diff. It's no different. It's no different. You know what, sir? Listen to me. You're trying to talk about an issue of mature marriage, and you're using the gutter. The point is this: the same issue you just described of abuse and and disciplining that obnoxious concept. Of I, I cannot. I cannot. Um, I, I can't threaten my because I, I have one wife. I cannot threaten my wife with my other wife. Well, then, first of all, that is, if, if that's the, if you, the fact that you think of that shows that you're the one with the problem trying to transfer that onto other adults. Well, no, you're the one with the psychological problem. You can think of any kind of worst-case scenario, but that's irrelevant. The infringement of rights is something government should do. But we're not talking about... I have a psychological problem because I'm thinking about wife two and three. And, and how they might perform with you in disciplining wife one? First of all, I'm psychologically demented? Audience, listen to your host. He's trying to suggest that discipline is a rational idea, and it's not. And I never suggested that, never supported that, and that is, that is an erroneous implication. The bottom line is you, it's not about disciplining wives. You're thinking from the gutter instead of listening to maturity. Mark Hinkle is National Polygamy Advocate. Presented polygamy to the public since 1994.
National Polygamy Advocate.com.